people of Judah were returning to their land after all those decades of exile in Babylon. And in Isaiah chapter 64, verses 10 and 11, it's, it's kind of like a camera pans over the landscape showing us uh, what the people were seeing as they returned to their land. I want you to imagine the scene as I read these verses to you. Your holy cities have become a wilderness. Zion has become a wilderness. Jerusalem, a desolation. Our holy and beautiful house where our fathers praised you has been burned by fire and all our pleasant places have become ruins. Babylon had ravaged their land. And now as the people return to see the devastation all those years later, they were acutely aware that, that even still, even as they returned, they yet lived under the control of a foreign superpower. It was just that now, instead of Babylon, it was Persia who had taken control. In this situation, the prophet Isaiah prayed a prayer of great longing, and we find that in the opening verses of Isaiah 64. Isaiah said to God, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at your presence, when you did awesome things that we did not look for. You came down, the mountains quaked, at your presence. Well, what strikes us there is that effectively Isaiah prays for an earthquake. Have you ever prayed for an earthquake? Isaiah prays that the mountains might quake, and Isaiah also uses the imagery of fire, fire that would accompany the earthquake. What's Isaiah doing here? He's recalling what happened in the time of the Exodus at Mount Sinai when the Lord had descended on the mountain in fire and the whole mountain trembled greatly. There was an earthquake. There was this dramatic opening ceremony, if you will, for the giving of the covenant just after the people had been freed from Egypt. Well, Isaiah... Years and years later, as he surveys the wreckage of his beloved Judah, he's praying for a new Sinai moment. A new moment when God himself would come down with accompanying earthquake and fire to make a personal visit, to make his presence manifest on earth. Here's what I want you to notice in Isaiah's prayer is that little phrase in verse 3 that describes Sinai with its trembling mountain and smoke and fire. It describes it as something that was unexpected. Isaiah says to God, when you did awesome things that we did not look for. They hadn't been looking for it, but God showed up unexpectedly on that mountain and made it quake and made it light up with fire. You know, when we want to describe a quick movement that a running back makes while running with the football, we might use the word 
zigzag. He zigzagged successfully away from his opponents and ran the ball past the goal for a touch, touchdown. The problem for the defender was that the defender banked on the running back zigging, and so he moved to tackle on the zig, but instead, at the last second, the running back did what? He zagged and ran right past the defender for the touchdown. Well, if Israel had expected God to zig, he zagged instead. At Sinai, God zagged. He did the unexpected. He did awesome things that Israel did not look for. But you see, God is no mere all-star running back. God's zagging produced truly awesome things like making an entire mountain tremble in an earthquake and light up with fire even as his divine presence descended to earth. Well, over five centuries after Isaiah prayed his prayer, God undertook his ultimate zag. It's, it's what we're here to celebrate tonight. God did something utterly unprecedented and totally unexpected, something we did not look for. Consider this. There's a young Jewish unwed teenage present, uh, peasant girl and she's greatly troubled and afraid. She's wondering how in the world she's going to face her tight-knit family-oriented community that she lived in with this new problem she has of her abdomen protruding due to a pregnancy that her betrothed husband had nothing to do with. These were the circumstances that God was in doing his ultimate zag. Just when we thought he might zig, he zagged. Doing the unexpected, a great and awesome thing that we did not look for. God, friends, assumed the form of a little human baby growing in the womb of a yet-to-be-wed teenage girl. It's amazing. Philip Yancey describes the unexpected nature of Christmas very well when he says this, quote, The God who came to earth came not in a raging whirlwind, nor in a devouring fire. Unimaginably, Unexpectedly, the maker of all things shrank down, 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 so small as to become an ovum, a single fertilized egg, barely visible to the naked eye, an egg that would divide and redivide until a fetus took shape, enlarging cell by cell inside a nervous teenager. Close quote. O oh Lord, you have done awesome things that we did not look for. 
Though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. O Lord, you have done awesome things that we did not look for. God comes down to us in the person of Jesus into our sin-sick, now COVID-ravaged world. He enters our futility there to give himself up on the cross to redeem us, to bring us to God, to reconcile us, to save us. And guess what happened in the hour of the cross? Matthew 27, 51, there was an earthquake. It was, if you will, the opening ceremony of the new covenant in Jesus' blood. Isaiah's prayer of longing has been answered. God has come down. Yes, he has in Jesus Christ, and he will come again. He will come again in great glory to be marveled at. My friends, as you celebrate Christmas this year, in whatever way that you are doing that, I want to encourage you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, our Lord. Be vigilant and prepare for his return. Don't preoccupy yourself with lesser concerns. Keep your eyes steadfastly fixed on Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you have sent down the ultimate gift. We don't need any other gift except for Jesus. We thank you for his risen life. We thank you for his presence. And I pray for each and every person listening tonight, Lord, that you would give them a blessed Christmas in Jesus. Draw very near, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.